I feel his hot breath on my neck. It's business uh, reporter Anand Zaki. And uh, Anand, big payday for Fonterra shareholders. Kia ora to you, Giles. Yes, Fonterra has outlined details of its planned $800 million capital return to shareholders from the proceeds of recent asset sales. The cooperative has received the necessary High Court orders approving the capital return, which will be implemented by a scheme of arrangement. Kim Moody has more. Fonterra proposes to buy back and cancel one in every six shares held by each shareholder for $3 a share. At the same time, there will be a readjustment of remaining shares to ensure each shareholder will end up with the same number of shares as held before the buyback, meaning voting rights won't be affected. It fulfills a promise made in March to return $800 million after Fonterra sold overseas businesses, restructured its finances to reduce debt, and had a bumper first-half profit. A special shareholder meeting to approve the capital return will be held mid-next month, with final High Court approval expected by early August, and shareholders to be paid by the 17th of August. Well, consumer attitudes shifting away from carbon-intensive dairying in search of plant-based alternatives has prepared the landscape for another look at restrictions on genetic modification. The National Party says it will overhaul restrictions on genetic modification, last amended 20 years ago, if it leads the next government. Under the current rules, genetic research is permitted in laboratories, but trials outside the lab need approval, meaning scientists often head overseas to continue their research. Biotech NZ's executive director, Dr Zara Champion, says the field has enormous potential and attitudes towards genetic modification have changed. You're starting to see a lot of the GMO products in terms of ingredients on our shelves. And so our consumers are not up there going, we're not going to buy these products. We're consuming these products daily. And I imagine most people who have a soy latte, a significant amount of that soy will be GMO. So it is a perfect time. And I think it's really important that our researchers, our companies, our innovators have those tools that we can innovate our way forward. Dr Zara Champion says New Zealand has a lot of ground to make up in genetic modification research compared to other far more productive countries where the practice is common. The downturn in the housing market is expected to drag down the big bank profits of recent years. Global ratings agency Fitch Ratings has revised down the outlooks for the banking sectors in Australia and New Zealand from neutral to deteriorating amid increasing concerns about bank earnings and the high exposure to the housing market. Fitch Senior Director Tim Roche says persistent inflation, rising unemployment and high interest rates will keep bank profits under pressure over the rest of the year and perhaps into next year. With inflation and the interest rate increases from the central bank uh, to address the risk of inflation, that we are expecting economic growth to slow. It's manageable, but it will result in things like weaker asset quality, for example, and then we do expect that to flow through to profitability for banks. So we're, we're saying it will get weaker, but you know, in a, a way that is manageable for the banking system. Tim Roche says the outlook for 2024 is still uncertain, but Fitch expects banks will be able to absorb a weaker operating environment within their current ratings levels. 
Female entrepreneurs heading up businesses ranging from artificial intelligence mental health platforms to carbon neutral concrete have had a chance to pitch to overseas investors. The New Zealand Trade and Enterprise event in Singapore, which aimed to increase the number of female-led businesses attracting investment, pulled in more than 120 global investors last week. The general manager of Invest New Zealand, Dylan Lawrence, says just 18% of angel investment in the country goes towards female-led businesses. Significant challenges remain when it comes for women-led businesses to access capital and also get resources to be able to launch and scale their businesses. And it's particularly the financial support and the opportunities for growth that can be quite a large barrier in preventing them from realising the full potential. So for us, it's about giving them a platform to be able to tell their story and be able to do it in a way that resonates in this part of the world. This New Zealand. Well, workers are returning to the workplace in large numbers following three years of working from home, but, enjo- but are enjoying more flexibility than before COVID-19. Research by media company JC Deco New Zealand indicates workers are returning to business as usual, with about nine out of ten back in the workplace at least three days a week. About three quarters are back to their regular schedule and more than half are spending 100% of the working day in the office. JC Deco Insight Specialist Victoria Parsons says there's been a bit of a shift in peak road traffic, which begins a little earlier in the afternoon as workers take advantage of increased flexibility. What we saw after lockdowns was that as soon as Kiwis could move, they did. They weren't staying at home, they weren't scared so much. So what it means is, yes, you know, I guess people are out there living their lives um, in terms of our products and our ability to reach people that has also returned back to pre-pandemic levels. And Victoria Parsons says JC Deco New Zealand has been tracking population mobility since 2021 and work from home habits since mid last year. Well, we were hoping to go to the markets uh, just now, but unfortunately we haven't been able to get hold of our broker. So we'll go to some other business news. The Financial Markets Authority has reached an agreement with four independent directors of the failed insurer CBL related to continuous disclosure breaches. The FMA sees a penalty hearing before the High Court in Auckland will take place in due course. And it appears we have uh, our markets broker here with us, Michael Grace of Jardin Securities. Kia ora to you, Michael. Can you hear me right? Good afternoon, Anna. I can. Well, how's the local share market looking? Hasn't been a great few sessions for the NZX, has it? Uh, no, well, the, the market has opened the week a little softer on what is a, also a correspondingly quiet news day. After the first two hours of the trading week, the NZX 50 is currently down 47 points or 0.4% to 11,643. Of today's movers, Serco tops the leaderboard at present up 4.6% to $3.62. Port of Taranga is up 1.8% to $6.23. And Alveda Group is up 1.6% to $1.24. Conversely, Freightways on the other end is down 1.7% to $8.60. Tourism Holdings is down 2, uh, 2.1% to $3.72. And Hallenstein is down 2.2% to $5.90. Well, Australia is closed for King's birthday, so can we just have a quick whip around with the New Zealand dollar, interest rates, oil and gold? Sure. The Kiwi strength is mixed today, weaker against the Australian dollar and the pound, uh, but it's currently buying 61.27 US cents, 90.82 Australian cents, 
48.70 British pence, 57 euro cents, 85.4 Japanese yen, and 4.36 Chinese yuan. The and interest rates are in gold. So 90 day bank bill is at 5.72%. Brent crude is, uh, is at uh, 74.42 a barrel, and gold is at 1,959 US dollars an ounce. Thank you, Michael. Jump the gun there a bit. Uh, Michael Grace of Jardin Securities with our market update. Uh, back with an update of the latest business news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, uh, Giles, back to you.